he'll make it all right. Whatever you want. God is able. Whatever you need. He'll supply. Whatever is broken. He can fix it. Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast of A Few Minutes with Pastor Mac. We hope God is blessing you thus far on this Sunday morning. And we hope God's power, favor, and strength be upon you for this new week that is upon us. If you can't make service, don't forget it. Uh, we have a Givelify app that you can give your donations and first fruits and uh, praise giving uh, through our app. And um, if you can't make it to service, so don't forget about that. I always want to make sure we give opportunity to uh, sow seeds into God's ministry. And if you can't make it again, our website as well. Uh, give the website and on our app, uh, give Lify. Shall we pray? Oh, gracious Father, we come thanking you for a new week upon us. We ask you to bless us this week, Lord. We are so thankful for what you've done. We don't deserve it, Lord, but yet you still keep blessing us anyhow and anyway. Oh, God, we love you right now. We thank you. We praise your name. We lift you up. We haven't done it enough this year, Lord, in 2021, Lord. We I want to make up for times for the rest of these days of this year, saying thank you, Lord, for blessing us and keeping us, restoring us, Lord, and helping us to be the best we can be for the kingdom. Lord, we ask now you bless this weak, feeble body that I am, Lord, and give me strength. Say something to be a help for someone under the sound of my voice. Lord, we love you right now. We praise your name. Now we ask that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight. Oh, my Savior, my Redeemer, in Jesus the Christ's name we pray. Amen. In the book of Acts, we pick up again, chapter 10, series, Get Your Acts Together. Again, I've stated before that let me finish the year out in the book of Acts, just to end 2021, and uh, we'll begin 2022 uh, with new uh, series as the year dawns upon us. Uh, Lord says the same, but we're here in Acts chapter 10, and we'll begin with verse number 1. I'll be reading the CSB translation, whatever translation you have, we ask you to follow along. Uh, whatever device you have, be it iPhone, iPad, Blackberry, Windows, Android, we ask you to follow along as well. Acts chapter 10 reads as such, there was a man in Caesarea named Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian Regiment. He was a devout man and feared God along with his whole household. He did many charitable deeds for the Jewish people and always prayed to God. About three in the afternoon, he distinctly saw in a vision an angel of God who came in and said to him, Cornelius, staring at him in awe, he said, What is it, Lord? The angel told him, your prayers and your acts of charity have ascended as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa and call for Simon, who is also named Peter. He is lodging with Simon a tanner whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, he called two of his household servants, a devout soldier 
and a devout soldier who was one of those who attended him. After explaining everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. The grass withers, the flower fades away, but the word of our God shall stand forever. I just want to tag this portion of chapter 10 for your sermonic notes. Faithful in a faithful situation. Faithful in a faithful situation. We find Peter still with Simon the Tanner down by the sea because of the smell. And the Lord has dispatched an angel to Cornelius to help in ultimately the continuation of the spread of the gospel. So we are here. And suppose a person who went to their boss and said, boss, I know I've done a sloppy, terrible job, but the reason I've been doing a sloppy, terrible, um, bad job is because you haven't given me a promotion. If you would promote me, I wouldn't do a terrible, bad, sloppy job. So I tell you what you do, boss. Mr. Boss, you give me that promotion and then you'll see how I can really work. Not only would that not receive a promotion, they will be, or whoever it would be, job going job hunting. Why? Because that's not how it works. Christians many times want to give God slop, want to give God second best, want to give God whatever they have left and ask God for blessings upon giving what is said to be a terrible sloppy job. But it does not work. God wants faithful people. And matter of fact, since we are on the dawn of Thanksgiving this week, he wants faithful and thankful people, people he can count on to do just what he says, people he can count on to give their best, give their all, no matter what predicament may be upon them, to give him whatever it is. First, see, and I put a parenthetical pause right in here before I go on. Some of us are satisfied. We've been doing it so long that we've been giving God second best. And when we're called upon it, we want to get defensive. We want to tell somebody that you're meddling or that it's none of your business. But we should always strive to do the best we can because God has been faithful to us. Ought to be some ought to be some help in there somewhere. I know it'd be a amen out there under the sound of my voice to know that no matter what you've done, no matter what you've been through, God has been faithful to his people. Yes, yes, we can attest, and I'm sure uh, if you can send a twit, a Twitter, or a TikTok video, a YouTuber. Whatever it is, you social media platform you want to use, you could tell somebody that, yes, God has been faithful. So he requires faithfulness back. 
to be faithful in a faithful situation. The title there speaks that whatever you're going through, you still should be faithful. And in the text this morning, uh, there's a brother Cornelius who has been a devout Christian, has, uh, I'm sorry, has been a devout person uh, praying and devoting himself to God, not yet a Christian actually. Feared God alone, look at verse 2, feared God alone with his whole household. Can I put a parenthetical pause right in there? So much uh, meat in this particular, these particular verses that I don't, time does not allow me to expound and punctuate a whole lot of this, but the Bible says he was devout and feared God. Sad to say, and I tell you, he was not a Christian yet, but so sad to say and see that so many Christians do not fear God. <laughs> they they rather do their own thing the way they want to anytime they want to. And how do you remain faithful? How do you continue? To be what God wants you to be so that manifestation takes place in your life. Well, Brother Cornelius, give us three things. I'll drop these in your spirit and we'll be at first. He's faithful in service. Again, he is a devout man and feared God with his whole house. And as the Bible says, he did many charitable deeds for the Jewish people. And it says in verse uh, to and always prayed to God. So his commitment, his faithfulness in service, his dedication was paramount. It was important to him. Can I say to some, somebody under the sound of my voice that if you fear God, and this fear, fearing of God is a reverential fear, Yes, he can do some things to us and at us, but it's a reverential fear that we should have. I've told you many times that my father, the Dr. B.W. McClendon Sr., I had a reverential fear of him. Now, when I was younger, it was more physical and reverential because uh, he was a big man and, and, and you feared that, but the reverential came in because I didn't want to disappoint him. I didn't want to let him down. I didn't want to do anything that may cause a hiccup in my relationship with my father. So I remained faithful in service, in doing all that I needed to do in order to maintain that what I needed to maintain with him. And that was a fear. Fear keeps you in check. Fear makes sure you do what you're supposed to do. Fear is what maintains what the, the relationship between you and, in this instance, God. Because without fear, you do whatever you want to do, thinking you can get away with it. <laughs> oh, my brothers and sisters, beloved. Isn't that the problem? Isn't that uh, the cataclysmic issue, the chaotic issue of the church today? Is that we allowed so much to get into the church that there is no fear of God. We've allowed so many things to be gotten away with, to, to be used as an instrument 
against God that we don't fear God even in our church houses. The Bible says Cornelius was fearful and devout. Not on that, his whole household. See, you, you only go where your leader takes you. You do as the leader does. You, you, you follow along uh, with whatever's given you as the command on order. Joshua said it this way. He said, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Brother Cornelius had his whole household, even though he didn't fully understand but they feared God and was devout. Hmm. My brothers and sisters, fearing God should be priority and not fearing people. Fearing God should be your number one job and not concerned with what people think about you, what they may say, how they may look at you. Faithful in service is what we should be striving for. Hmm. And secondly, Cornelius, Cornelius was faithful in prayer. Verse 3 through 5, about 3 in the afternoon, which normally denotes the time that the Hebrews pray. They pray three times a day. One time was at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And during this time, he distinctly saw an vision. An angel of God who came in and said to him, Cornelius, staring at him and all, he said, what is it, Lord? <laughs> Recognizing who he was talking to. And the angel told him, your prayers and your acts of charity have ascended as a memorial offering before God. Now send me into Joppa and call for Simon, who is also named Peter. Well, right in here, ladies and gentlemen, beloved, God would always tell you what he wants you to do. God will make ways and open doors and provide the materials, so to speak, for what he wants you to do. You don't have to be confused. Uh, there need not be uh, any confusion or disorientation or or whatever may come up in between communication, God will always tell you what he wants you to do. Because if your prayer life is right, uh, you'll you talk to God constantly anyway. <laughs> right, the old folk used to say, I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Dedicated prayer life said, was praying, your prayers and acts been heard by God. Dedicated prayer life is a sign of a dedicated Christian life. See, you can tell those who've been praying. You can tell those who've been actually giving God some time in prayer because their lives, even though it may be chaos all around, they don't seem to be affected 
by what's going on. I'm going to say that again. Even though storms and rain and wind is blowing chaotically in their life, they understand that sometimes the storms are not there to destroy, but there to blow away some stuff. So since they have been praying, they're not concerned with what's going on around them. They have been talking to the master and he has said everything will be all right. I got a little excited right in there when you start thinking about all the times it could have went left. All the times the bottom could have dropped out, but God kept and remained faithful to you because you had been faithful, yes, to him. And Cornelius was faithful in prayer. Oh, my brothers and sisters, is something about prayer life with a Christian, because if you're talking to God, he helps to calm the storms in your life. When you talk to God, you realize that it's just not a religion, but it is a relationship. And since it is a relationship, when you give God the glory and the praise, just like a relationship that you have here, whatever you give, whatever you put in, whatever you send that, it's going to come back to you. That's why they say the cliche is when praises go up, yes, blessings come down. Can I add a little bit? When thankfulness, thanksgiving goes up, yes, something coming down in your favor. Oh, say God will answer your prayer. God will see you through. When you answer your prayers, your spiritual hunger is met. You just don't take no mess from other folk. You don't let other folk pour something into you that you don't need because your spiritual hunger is met through your prayer life with the Lord. That's what Cornelius, Cornelius, Brother Cornelius had dedicated prayer life. Dedicated prayer life. He faithful in his prayer life. And a lot of folk, before I move on, are not faithful in a whole lot of stuff. Prayer life is one of them. That's the suffering that goes on when a Christian does not do as they're supposed to do in their uh, habitual lives. Things that are concerning what God has commanded us to do and to be. You sometimes get stuck fooling with things that are insignificant, superfluous, unimportant. Instead of dealing with the things that God has commanded us to do and do it for him. But this brother Cornelius, why I keep harboring on as I heard to a close, he wasn't even in the gospel yet. But yet he had a faithful disposition about him, faithful in service, faithful in prayer. Oh, my brothers and sisters, what what, what do you count as being faithful in? Yeah, some of y'all and us are faithful in watching certain TV programs. Some of us are faithful in watching and looking at TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. We're very faithful in that, but when, 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 when it comes to being faithful to God, 
For when those fateful situations come, and fateful spell F-A-T-E, F you are fateful. When those situations come, the definition for fateful are fateful, having far reach and often disastrous consequences or implications. When those type of things arise, what do you put your trust in? Where do you reside in your spiritual life? Because in order to be faithful in a faithful situation, you must have already been faithful in service, faithful in prayer. And lastly, before I hold you too long, Brother Cornelius was faithful in commitment. Verse 6 through 8 say he lodging with Simon of Tana, whose house is by the sea. And when the angel had spoken to him, he called two of his household servants, a devout soldier who was one of those who attended him. And get this, this is where the faithful and commitment is. After explaining everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. Well, my brothers and sisters, not only was he faithful in service, because he was devout and feared God, not only was he faithful in prayer, because he prayed every day. And again, mind you, this wasn't a Christian man yet. Mind you, this was a man who had not received the gospel yet. But he not only was faithful in all those arenas, but he was faithful in commitment. Because you see, after the angel left, he decided to send people in an act of obedience to God, to Jopper, to get and retrieve Peter. Now, some of us would look at this and say this was not important. But look, look, look what I told you. This was a man who had not yet received the gospel. This was a man who had not yet become a Christian. But yet, the angel of the Lord told him that God was well pleased and that to send for a man named Peter well, see, obedience, yes, makes all the difference in our lives. Obedience can spell the difference of you being blessed or of you staying in the predicament you're in. Why do you say that, Pastor? Well, I'm glad you asked that sometimes... God wants us to be obedient. He gives us a command, but we sit on it or just don't do it. 
And because of your disobedience, some of us haven't been blessed. But when you obey the Lord, things start moving and happening. When you follow direction, yes, after the instructions, then things start happening in your life. So why don't you just obey? Cornelius obeyed the angel sent for a man named Peter. And I'm out of here when I tell you this. You can't hide from the Lord whatever's in your heart. You can't hide your lack of faithfulness, your lack of obedience to the Lord. Because all you got to do is look at the results. Because <laughs> there should be evidence now. of you your faithfulness. Your your there should be to get to know evidence uh, of your commitment to the Lord. Simply say this prayer. Jesus, I need you in my life. I believe you died and rose again on the third day. I trust you to control my life and to enhance my future. If you said that prayer uh, is as simple as ABC, accept, believe, and commit. If you did that, we would love to hear from you. You may contact us through our email, getpraiseon at houseofpraisepp.org, or you may go simply to our website, www.houseofpraisepp.org, contact us and someone from our discipleship team, I will get back with you with other information you need in order to begin this new life in Christ. We love you to life. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. We hope something was said will be a blessing for you and be a blessing for you this week. Uh, we know that we are still in the hands of God and we will trust him to keep and deliver us. Bless you. God bless you. County line, we love you to life, and you can't do anything about it. Look forward to next week. The Lord says the same. We hope that you are praying and reading your word and staying true and standing on the promises of the Lord. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Pastor Mac out.